What's up, everyone? Welcome into episode number 178, where I will talk about week number six of college football, where Michigan plays Minnesota at Minnesota. Michigan State has a bye week. I will also talk about Michigan State basketball a little bit, Michigan State football, as well as those rumors kind of going around. And then I'll also finish out the episode with some Detroit Lions news. So let's get started and talk about the matchup between Michigan and Minnesota. This is another game where I think Michigan wins pretty handily, in my opinion. And that's because Minnesota just isn't as good as they have been in the past couple of years. The past couple of years, they've been one of the better teams in the West, which isn't really necessarily saying too much because the West has not been very good overall. At least they haven't won the Big Ten since it's gone from the Big Ten West to the Big Ten East. Minnesota just... They just don't have that offensive line that they used to have anymore. They used to have a really great offensive line where they're able to run the ball almost against anyone. Like we even saw Mo Ibrahim a couple of years ago absolutely go off against Ohio State before he got injured. And honestly, Ohio State probably only won that game because Mo Ibrahim did not get injured in that game. But Minnesota does not have that very good offensive line anymore. The offensive line is okay like they're not really one of the top teams in the Big Ten but they're serviceable which is kind of an issue when you're going up against one of the best defenses in the Big Ten and maybe probably one of the best defenses in the country in Michigan Michigan's just been a very good stopping the run they've been very good in pass defense as well and one thing about this Minnesota offense is they just don't have those explosive players anymore. They just don't have those explosive plays. And Minnesota, even under Tanner Morgan as the main quarterback, they really never had a ton of wide receivers that could just blow you away. And they just don't this year as well. They don't really throw the deep ball too much. And the quarterback, while doesn't make a ton of mistakes, he just kind of checks the ball down a lot, and that's not going to do it against Michigan. Now, the one thing that this Minnesota team has going for itself, and one reason why they could possibly pull off an upset if Michigan brings like its C plus C game, is Minnesota is very good at holding the ball and running in the clock. And that's because, one, like I said, Minnesota isn't a very explosive team. They could drive the ball down the field, and they've scored a decent amount. But even on defense, they are pretty good at the whole thing. Ben, don't break. One thing that Minnesota is not very good at is um, stopping the pass, especially for a quarterback that can really throw the ball. And that's going to be an issue for Minnesota as well because J.J. McCarthy has been great throwing the ball for a lot of their games. Against Bowling Green, wasn't great, had three interceptions, but he didn't really need to be great. And I honestly think that he's kind of started to find himself again these last couple of weeks. I think Jim Harbaugh coming back is helping that as well. But Michigan just is one of those things that you get tired eventually. And I think Joel Klatt had a good point is that when you're playing Michigan, it's kind of like a slow death at this point like 
you know eventually that Michigan is going to get to you and that Michigan's going to be able to run the ball. And that's what we've seen these last few years is that this Michigan team, while they might start slow in that first half, once that second half starts in the middle to late third quarter, Michigan just eventually starts hitting on all cylinders. And that's because Michigan is just so physical that when your front seven on defense just keeps getting hit over and over and over and early on you might be getting two three yards but when they keep doing that consistently driving down the field guess what that's going to take a wear and tear on your team and when you have a defense like Minnesota has where they're not very good at defending the pass this is not going to be a favorable matchup for you just because one Michigan has the leading receiving yard wide receiver in the country in Roman Wilson. He's been absolutely spectacular for Michigan. J.J. McCarthy has been great throwing the ball overall. I believe his QBR is probably really close to 100, if not 100 at this point. And then you have, of course, you got Blake Corum, you have Donovan Edwards, you have a really good offensive line as well that, like I said earlier, can run the ball against anyone. This is just going to be a game where Minnesota is going to have to run the clock if they want any chance. And they've been able to do that against teams. Now, the issue with that, though, is if you're able to do that, a lot of this time is going to also be in a close game. Because if you're running a lot of the clock, especially when you're on defense, you're probably giving up quite a few amount of points. And we've seen that with... Minnesota, especially when they lost to Northwestern. That's another thing that Minnesota fans should be worried about. And one of the reasons why I think Michigan's going to win pretty handily is you cannot lose to Northwestern this year. Northwestern is not a good team at all, especially with everything that's going on. P.J. Fleck, it just kind of seems like the program's kind of taking a step back or going down a little bit. It just doesn't seem like Minnesota has things going for itself. So for those reasons... I do think Michigan wins this game pretty easily. I think the defense will show up. I think Minnesota won't probably score very many points. I believe the most points Michigan's given up this year is maybe 7 or 10 points. I would be shocked if Minnesota gets to that at this point. Maybe they score late in the game. But I think Michigan wins pretty handily in this game. Um, So let's go on to Michigan State. Michigan State does not play anyone this week because they are currently on a bye. So I won't really talk about Michigan State football a whole lot. I did want to mention or bring up one thing. Um, Harlan Barnett today was on, on his radio show was asked about the quarterback position. And he basically said the whole thing like that, especially under Mal Tucker, that's kind of been said which is no longer here. Harlan Barnett is the head coach, but it's always a competition, right? And while it seems like that's kind of what said, it doesn't really seem like there's been a lot of changes being made, in my opinion, or at least from what I see. But rumor has it there will be a change at quarterback. It has not been confirmed, but there's a bunch of rumors, at least smoke going around, that Kane Hauser will be the starting quarterback against Rutgers next week, which is a change I think all fans, or at least most fans, want. I don't see a lot of fans not wanting to change that quarterback, especially for the reasons I talked about in last episode. 
But this is a must change, in my opinion. And with this change happening over in the bye week, I'm hoping that this allows the offense to click a little bit. Hoping this allows the offense to perform better or well against Rutgers because the offense hasn't performed well against anyone for the last, like, three weeks. But overall, I think this is a change that is good for Michigan State. I think Kane Houser should be the starter, and I think he should have about the same amount of leash or wiggle room that Noah Kim had because, in my opinion, if you want to somehow upset Michigan at home, I think you need kind of Kane Houser to be the guy. It's Unless Noah Kim just kind of returns to himself like he was against Richmond or Central in the second half, which he hasn't been in a long time. So that's kind of the news regarding Michigan State football. Um, There was also news earlier today that broke that the Big Ten football schedule has been released for about the last um, five years. So until 2028, um, Michigan State overall, in my opinion, got a pretty good good outlook they don't really play any of the new teams coming in next year at home so that's always a good thing and then they start playing like washington ucla usc it was announced that the michigan michigan state rivalry is a protected rivalry so that will happen these next five years michigan ohio state of course is a protected rivalry as well if you want to talk about one thing though especially scheduling Michigan has an extremely difficult schedule next year like if you are a Michigan fan with the amount of players that are seniors this year the amount of players that will probably be leaving after this year either into the NFL draft or just graduating this is the year where I think you have to win the national championship or at least get to the national championship because I think this is a very open year I don't think there's one dominating team we saw Again, Georgia last week struggle against Auburn. Florida State has been decent. Washington has been decent. Like, there's an opening year. And if you're Michigan, this is kind of the year you need to do it because if you look at next year, you got, like, Washington, Texas, Oregon, I believe. You got, like, five top ten ranked teams right now next year, which... You do have the 12-team playoff next year, so there's a chance that you could win, or not win, lose a couple of those games and still get in, especially due to strength of schedule. But this is the year where I think Michigan kind of needs to win that national championship because of how much Michigan is losing next year. And you never know what's going to go on with Jim Harbaugh. Not saying Jim Harbaugh is going to leave after this year, but like I said, never know. Now let's go on to... Well, I'll actually finish with uh, Michigan State basketball last because let's go on to the Lions. The Lions are playing the Carolina Panthers this weekend at home. Huge game for the Lions. Um, I believe they're about eight and a half point favorites in this game, which is a huge spread, especially in the NFL. You don't really see that kind of spread in the NFL too often, so you definitely can see that the Lions are pretty heavily favored in this game, there was a couple of players that have not practiced this week. That's been a little bit of a concern. Amai Ross St. Brown has not practiced this week. Uh, Jason Cabinda has not. He's, again, the fullback. But Amai Ross St. Brown not practicing this week. He did say, though, that he's going to try his best to play 
on Saturday. But if he doesn't play, guess what? You have Jamison Williams now coming back. And that's one thing that Dan Campbell did say, though. When Jamison Williams comes back, he did mention that he probably won't be full go when he gets back, especially for the first game. He did say that he's looking really good, but they're kind of slow him into things, which kind of seems like a pretty popular thing for the Lions to do unless you're extremely good. And I'm not saying Jamison Williams is not extremely good because he can be very good, but honestly, really kind of the only young guys that they've kind of not eased in are like Penny Sewell, um, and then you have Sam Laporta. But a lot of those positions are positions of kind of need and in my opinion, you got decent wide receivers, even without Amon Ross and Brown, and then you got David Montgomery. I know there's been a lot of people upset with the usage of Jameer Gibbs, but you also have David Montgomery in front of him. So I think that's part of the reason why that's happening. But this is a big game for the Lions. You really need to get this win. I think you need to get to about probably like 6-2 and two at the halfway point, or at least to the bye week which gives you, again, a uh, error of one loss, which I think probably comes against Baltimore later on in the next couple of weeks. But you need to come out. You need to be physical. You need to be dominant like you were in the first half against the Packers. And you need to get that win at home. So, yeah, that's really it. Um, last thing to cover for this podcast is Michigan State football. Not football, basketball. Michigan State basketball um, Tom Izzo had a media day earlier this week. He did say a lot about his basketball team. One thing that he did say is that he loves this basketball team, which is great to hear. He also com- said that um, Jeremy Fears is kind of his Martin Cleaves, but 20 years later, which that name doesn't get thrown around quite a bit often. doesn't happen like ever. So that is really high praise for him. Tom Izzo, it also, he also knows there's huge expectations from this team this year. Like, there's no hiding that. Like, he knows it, and he even kind of mentions that, and especially the whole discussion of, like, past couple of years, especially last year, like, the whole, like, portal thing, like, not using the portal, and he had a pretty great quote regarding that. And he so the, this quote was, I just wish I would have saved all the hate mail of why didn't you go into a portal, you SOB? Why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that? Now it'll be, why do you have so many players, you SOB? <laughs> pretty great quote, in my opinion, by Tommy Izzo. Like, this is basically just saying, hey, you know what? I, I think I know what I'm doing with my program. And now that we have so many players and so much depth, Fans are complaining about it. So it's either like you have too much depth, you don't have as much depth. I think this is going to be a pretty fun year for Michigan State basketball. And I think it's needed because the football team has, let's just say, been an extreme letdown for a lot of fans. So I think this basketball team is one that a lot of fans are going to be really excited for as well. And I'm really excited. Izzo's excited. The team's excited. The team knows the expectations that's coming with it. So hopefully they perform well this year, get a couple big wins, and hopefully basketball season gets here soon as well. Last thing before, I know I did say this was going to be the last thing, but this will truly be the last like 
thing, at least um, regarding sports in the state of Michigan. Uh, Michigan State Hockey um, plays this weekend. Hockey in college starts. Uh, Michigan State Hockey should be very, very good this year. They play their first game on Saturday. Uh, they are honoring Ron Mason, which is incredibly cool as well. So super excited to Pay attention to hockey this year because you have two really great programs in this state. Actually, more than two. You have a, quite a few really good programs in this state. You have Michigan, Michigan State. You have the teams up north as well. Good hockey in this state, which is a great sign to see. And also, good luck to all the Division Two, Division Three teams that play this weekend. MIAA action continues to go on this weekend. A couple of huge games. You got... Albion versus Hope, that's probably going to be the game I'm going to be paying attention to the most because those are probably the two of the top three teams in this conference. So definitely pay attention to that as well. But yeah, that's really it for episode number 178. Uh, Saturday, there's going to be another interview coming out. I'm super excited about that one getting released. It was a great conversation. Uh, It's about someone that transferred, so always enjoy those conversations. So tune into that. But yeah, that is a wrap to episode number 178. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. Continue to support the podcast. I really appreciate it. Continue to spread the word about it. Would love to have um, more people listening, more people get involved in the podcast. But I appreciate everyone that has been a consistent listener. You guys are very appreciated. And yeah, that is a wrap to episode number 178. Enjoy college football this weekend and NFL as well.